Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. Once again, we gather as a diverse and inclusive spiritual community that seeks to inspire love, work for justice, and grow in community. As we just sang, whoever you are, we welcome you. Wherever you come from, we welcome you. Whomever you love, you are welcome here. As Unitarian Universalists, we light a flame within a chalice as a symbol of sanctuary and safety to unite us in in our worship as a sign of life's beauty and wonder and to remind us of our ongoing search for the light of truth within us and among us. Our chalice lighter this morning is Meredith. far away, or perhaps it was just yesterday, and in a land not that different from ours, there was a king who had three children, a son, a daughter, and a non-binary child. The king gathered his children together and told them, my children, you have finished your religious education classes and completed your coming of age year. 
So I'm sending you on a quest to discover who you are and to find something of great value to bring home. Come back to me in a year with your knowledge and your treasure. Excited and a little bit nervous, his children prepared for their adventure, unsure of where the journey would take them. So come, let us journey together. The oldest child was David. He went to China where he saw all sorts of wonderful and exotic things. He walked the Great Wall and visited ancient temples. He became a Buddhist monk for a year and vowed to use his knowledge for peace and justice. David spent time among the giant pandas and worked tirelessly planting bamboo and other plants. During his travels, he met a mysterious wizard. As they talked, he told the wizard that his father, the king, had sent him on a quest to discover who he is and to find something valuable. The wizard said, You have already discovered your work of peace and justice, but you need something to see the world as it could be. The wizard gave the sun a telescope, but it was not an ordinary telescope. It was magic. The wizard said, Simply repeat these words each time you look. Magic glass that helps us see? Show me where I need to be. David placed the telescope in position and repeated the words, please join us. Magic glass that helps us see. Show me where I need to be. David was surprised and delighted that suddenly he could see his siblings on their adventures. I wonder what you would see in your own magic telescope. Take a moment to envision for yourself what it would look like if you could see the world as it should be. Together now, magic Magic glass that helps helps us see, show me where I need to be. What do you see? Come on, you can tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you need to be? Right here. David thanked the wizard for this gift and prepared to travel home with his treasure. Thank you.
The middle child was Deborah. She went to Persia, where she saw all sorts of wonderful and exotic things. She visited the legendary hanging gardens and the very cradle of civilization. She studied herbs and became a wise woman who vowed to use her knowledge for healing. Deborah spent most of her time in Persia caring for the sick and the hungry. Her hands became an extension of her heart as she shared of herself. During her travels, she also met a mysterious wizard. As they talked, she told the wizard that her father, the king, had sent her on a quest to discover who she is and to find something valuable to bring home. The wizard said, You have already discovered your work of healing, but you need something to see the world as it could be. The wizard gave Deborah a dusty old rug. (laughs) She said, just an old rug, and it's way too small. (laughs) The wizard told her to unroll the rug with these words. Magic carpet, sure and swift, time to grow. We need a lift. (laughs) And she did. And the rug began to move. It was a flying carpet. And with that flying carpet, Deborah could travel places to do her healing work. Now let's all take a moment to fly on our own magic carpets. Can you close your eyes with me? Can you feel the wind on your face? Can you extend your arms and imagine that you are flying? Where would you go? Who or what would you heal? Tell me. The Amazon. Deborah thanked the wizard for this gift and prepared to travel home with her treasure. Music can bring the gift of healing. It's an important part of what we do together. So today we're going to commission and bless our musicians. It's important to recognize their work of leading our worship and touching our spirits and to offer them our support and blessing so they may faithfully do what we ask of them. This is a poem by Angus Watkins. I showed up tired for the music, showed up with no expectation, a cinder who used to make fire. A line of singers came before us, gathering into an arc, a recurved bow strung loose and ready. A wise man strode forward, spreading pages, covered with notes and poems on the stand, and struck a chord. But I was still tired, with few expectations, just dutifully there, a cinder who used to make fire. The director waved a hand that cued the rest to hum, a stack of notes as a soprano ooed the start of a melody. All joined with words in a rhyme, calling for a spirit to come in. I sat straighter in my seat. Strings of strong and poignant words and notes of power and grace pouring from the arc of the bow kept drilling into our heartwood. Each song, each piece of music brought sparks and heat. I think we smelled smoke. Oh, it's good to be awake, a seeker once again, a servant of the beautiful, an ember here to make fire. 
Would all our musicians please rise in spirit and embody your able. Musicians of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent, we desire to commission you to bring beauty, wonder, and joy to the worship life of this community and to offer yourselves as a vessel through which the spirit may work to inspire all of us and touch our hearts through the music you make. Are you ready and willing to accept this commission? If so, please say, we are. Members and friends of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent, do you affirm the calling of these musicians to be servants of the beautiful? And do you offer and promise your support to them as staff and volunteers who need your appreciation as well as your caring and concern? If so, please say, we do. Thank you. Musicians, with gratitude for your willingness to minister to this community through sharing your gift of music, we commission you, we affirm your calling, and we offer you our support and our blessing. May you be servants of the beautiful, and may the music you make help the fire of our faith burn brighter. May it be so. The youngest child, Dylan, went to Africa where they saw all sorts of wonderful and exotic things. They visited the pyramids, in e the pyramids in Egypt, communed with the great beasts in Tanzania, and marveled at the roaring majesty of Victoria Falls. They studied philosophy and became a wise person who taught others to be themselves. During their travels, Dylan went to a village in the heart of Africa where they met a mysterious wizard. As they talked, they told the wizard that their father, the king, had sent them on a quest to discover who they are and to find something valuable. The, the wizard said, You already know who you are and have become yourself, which is the greatest knowledge of all. Come with me. They went to the center of the village where there was a golden tree with one ordinary apple on it. The wizard picked the apple and gave it to Dylan and said, this is a magic apple. You will know when the time is right to use it. Dylan was intrigued and trusted that this ordinary apple was indeed a treasure. They thanked the wizard and prepared to travel home.
It had been a year, and all three children returned home to tell their father what they had learned and the treasure that each of them had found. David took out his telescope and looked out into the world, where he saw another land. And that land had a queen whose daughter was in a deep, deep sleep and could not be awakened. Everything he had been tried, and the queen was desperate. The three children of the, queen, of the king hopped on the magic carpet and flew to the faraway land. The queen welcomed them and told them that whoever could wake her daughter would have the opportunity to ask her to marry them and would receive great wealth. In that moment, Dylan knew what to do. Words suddenly came to them. Magic apple from golden tree, wake the princess, set her free. And Dylan took the magic apple, cut it in half, and let the juices flow into the mouth of the princess. And she awoke immediately. The three children of the king then began to argue about who would ask the princess to marry them. David said, I saw this land in my telescope. Without me, we wouldn't be here. And then Deborah said, Without my magic carpet, we wouldn't be here. I should ask the princess to marry me. And Dylan said, I should ask the princess to marry me. Without the magic apple, she wouldn't be awake. The three continued to argue. Who do you think should be able to ask the princess to marry them? (laughs) The princess finally said after much arguing, Enough of this arguing. I shall decide. She said to David, You used your magic telescope to see the trouble here, but you still have your telescope. The princess then said to Deborah, You used your magic carpet to get here, but you still have the carpet. And then she said to Dylan, You used your magic apple to save me. You gave everything you had. You should be the one to marry me. But... I don't want to get married. Marriage is so 20th century. (laughs) The princess thought for a moment and said, You are all wise and have gifts this land needs, working for peace, justice, healing, love, and acceptance. Our land needs all of these things. So I have an idea. We shall rule together. And in that moment, it was clear. The gifts they had were even greater when brought and used together. And so that is what they did, each sharing their gifts with one another and with the people of the land. The end. (laughs) (laughs) So our story has a few lessons for us. What did we learn this morning? Anyone? We're better together. We all have different gifts to bring and add to this. It's important to use your gifts. Thank you. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. <laughs> How about be open to where adventure may lead you? There's lots of wonder and beauty for us to discover in the world. Share what you have and always travel with a magic apple. You never know when you might need one to save a princess or a prince or your fellow traveler on our life's journey. We're together today to celebrate Apple Communion. There was an author named E.B. White who once said that when he wakes up in the morning, he's torn between saving the earth or savoring it. As Unitarian Universalists, we get to do both. 
Our seventh principle teaches us that we are a part of the earth. We are connected to all of life and to this fragile home. So we need to take care of it and make sure there is clean air, clean water, and resources for the people who will come after us. The earth is also a gift to enjoy. It has beauty and wonder waiting for us. So we're taking time today to enjoy the earth and its many gifts to us, especially the gift of this season, the apple. Apples are pretty magical. They have a lot of health benefits. If you eat a raw apple, it's good for your teeth, and apples are good for fiber, vitamins, and minerals. They help with digestion, and they can lower cholesterol. They're a big part of our culture, too. The big apple. An apple a day, apple computers, one bad apple, as American as apple pie. Apples are found in myths across the world through time, even going back to the legend of Adam and Eve. They're found in science, too. You know the story about an apple hitting Sir Isaac Newton on the head as he was sitting in the shade? That led him to think of his theory about gravity. I've always said it was a good thing he wasn't sitting under a coconut tree. He wasn't actually sitting under the apple tree, by the way, but he spent a lot of time outdoors watching nature and learning from it. Trees he planted are still producing apples today in England. Spiritually, the apple tree is associated with poetry and divine inspiration. In your dreams, if you have a red apple and a green apple, you've got a harmonious, happy life. If you take and you cut an apple in half this way, you'll see a pentagram with the five seeds. The pentagram is an ancient symbol of wisdom, life, and health. Apple blossoms have five petals too. Apples symbolize wisdom. Abundance, gratitude, and generosity, faith in ourselves and others, all qualities that help us live more fully. The apple also teaches us about love, not just romantic love, but also the love that is the heart of our relationships with each other, the love which binds us together in this community. So yes, the apple, a simple apple, is good for our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. So today, as we celebrate apple communion and we continue our journey, Let's be thankful to the earth for its abundance and its beauty. Let's take time to give thanks for all the gifts we're blessed with, our health, our families, our friends, this community, all gifts for our life's journey that sustain us. May it be so. As we watch the leaves change color and the earth prepare for its winter sleep, we give thanks for the earth and its abundance, symbolized this time of year by apples. What better way to celebrate this time of harvest, of community, of being together, than by a communion of shared apples. Communion is a special word. It means a time or event of sharing. This is a universal human act, a sharing that affirms our relationship with one another, with the earth, and with life itself. This is a sacred act because it reminds us that we share life's journey. We nurture one another and help each other grow and use our gifts in service to this community and the world. We're also reminded that even though these are difficult and scary times, there is still much beauty, goodness, and wonder in our world. Sharing apples invites us to find gratitude and joy in our lives. These are the words of Khalil Gibran. And when you crush an apple with your teeth, say to it in your heart, your seeds shall live in my body, and the buds of your tomorrow shall blossom in my heart, and your fragrance shall be my breath, and together we shall rejoice through all the seasons. 
In the spirit of rejoicing, we bless these apples and give thanks for all the things the earth provides us so that we may live. May this apple communion inspire us to take care of ourselves, to care for one another in this community, and to take good care of the earth, which provides everything we need to live. As you take your apple slice, I invite you to smell it, notice how it feels in your hand. As you eat, chew slowly and mindfully, appreciating fully the apple's texture and taste. Those are honey crisps, by the way, my personal favorite. <laughs> Before we complete our service, could we give a round of applause to our musicians and to our newest worship associate, Elena? And once again, the words of Cahil Gibran. And when you crush an apple with your teeth, say to it in your heart, your seeds shall live in my body, and the buds of your tomorrow shall blossom in my heart, and your fragrance shall be my breath, and together we shall rejoice through all the seasons. And now rejoicing in these days of autumn, and grateful for the gifts of the earth that bless and sustain our lives, and for the gift of this community, let us go forth in peace and joy to inspire love, seek justice, and grow in community. May it be so. Blessed be. Amen and namaste.